Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 992, How to Grow from Your Pain, part two, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net, and I'm your very own personal narrator, Justin Mollick, reading to you from some amazing blogs and books to help you optimize your life. And today's a continuation from yesterday. If you're new here, it'd be best to listen to yesterday's episode before this one. Otherwise, you'll be hearing the middle and end of an article only. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. How to Grow from Your Pain, Part 2, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Life after trauma. Trauma creates a distinct before and after point in our lives. Trauma creates moments that we'll likely never forget. The extent that we can experience personal growth after trauma depends a lot on the narrative we construct around this before and after point. It's normal to ruminate about your pain, to question the meaning of it all, and to feel any combination of guilt, shame, fear, and loneliness. This can really suck. You end up playing the trauma over and over again in your head like a bad movie you're forced to watch in a theater where you're strapped to the chair and your eyelids are taped open. It doesn't feel real. And each replay feels almost as painful as the last. It's like your brain punching itself over and over again for months or even years on end. But as shitty as this is, it's actually a crucial step in creating a narrative around your trauma. The narrative you construct will help lead you out of the dark corners of your mind and ultimately to a better place. As humans, we need to make sense of the world around us. And like I said before, trauma rarely makes sense as it's happening to us. So what should that narrative look like? Well, there are a few things to keep in mind. Number one, it's not about deserving. Our natural inclination when something horrible happens is to ask, why me? What did I do to deserve this? Generally, the younger we are or the worse the experience, the more we will naturally come to blame ourselves for our pain. We will come to feel that there must be something inherently wrong with us and that we did something to bring the situation upon ourselves. The most important step in forming the meaning of our pain is understanding that it's not about deserving. That goes for ourselves, but it also goes for others as well. It's not about deserving. Pain is not a zero-sum game. If somebody hurts us, hurting them back doesn't make it better. In fact, pain is the opposite. Pain is contagious. It's like a virus. The more we hurt, the more we will feel inclined to hurt ourselves further and to hurt others further. Our own perceived shortcomings will be used to justify further destructive behaviors towards ourselves and towards those around us. It's important to recognize this and to stop it before it goes too far. We did nothing to deserve our trauma. Nobody deserves trauma. But deserving is not the point. It's just something that happens. 
Number two, a new appreciation for life. I remember when a close friend of mine died, it immediately made me aware of my other friendships and how fragile and tenuous they were. I found myself making the point of telling my friends that I cared about them and that they were important to me. This had the effect of actually strengthening some of my relationships, despite the fact that I had just gone through an intense loss. Because trauma confronts us with the possibility of our own mortality and with the possibility that most of what we thought was true about the world may not be, it has the interesting side effect of exposing what we've been taking for granted for most of our lives. It's extreme pain that has an uncanny ability to clarify what actually matters in our lives and removes any inhibition or doubt as to whether we should take advantage of it or not. Number three, talk about it. Narratives don't form in a vacuum. They only exist when they're communicated to others. Researchers have found over and over again that a strong predictor of personal growth following trauma is a willingness to open up about the trauma in the context of a supportive social network. Find a friend, a family member, a therapist, your pet iguana, and share your experience, your feelings, your doubts, and your fears that surround your trauma. Get out of your own head and share your shame. Some of the most profound wisdom in your life will come from your trauma, but that wisdom can never be realized if you don't share it in some form or another. There's a stigma in our culture around sharing our pain. Unfortunately, disclosing that we're hurting runs up against a number of taboos, that we should be positive and pleasant, that our problems are just that, our problems, and that the self-reliance of people means we get what we deserve. But squelching our trauma only makes it worse. It festers and infects us. And this is perhaps the greatest lesson we can get from Maya Angelou. Her ability to transmute her pain into a message of hope and empowerment is what led to her healing, not the other way around. It's sharing our own personal pain that allows us to move beyond it. Because it's one thing to just sit and intellectualize our problems to ourselves, but once we share and mold that meaning out in the world around us, our pain becomes something outside of us. And because it's now outside of us, we are finally able to live without it. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Grow from Your Pain by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving AF. You can find it on his site or on Amazon. It's highly reviewed. I'll leave it there for today. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you in tomorrow's show where your optimal life awaits.